back to throwing hands it's me it's Jarrett. not the best mic quality from either of us today but you know it is what it is we got to get the episode out Jarrett and i have literally been talking about this card for months and we don't no. i don't know the last time i've talked about a card for months but Jarrett, how are you feeling about this one? Oh, uh, dude this is one of the best cards the ufc has ever put together me and you were talking about a couple prelims and then the main card is ridiculous it's overall it's doesn't get better than this honestly the last one that i can think of was the madison square garden one the first time they were in msg that one was really good this is yeah this is as good if not better than that for sure this is as good as it gets guys so i'm gonna share my screen real quick we're gonna hop right into it um so we'll be previewing everything from uh duplessis and brunson up but i'm gonna i'm just gonna highlight a couple things you should look out for uh, Damon Blackshear versus uh, Fareed Basharat. That's a solid fight. Jessica Penne, Tabitha Ricci. If you're a women's MMA fan, I would look out for that one. Ian Machado Gary versus Song Kanan. Good fight there. Gary, he's, for me, he still has some stuff to prove, but he's a very solid fighter. Um, Julian Marquez, throwing hands on him. He's been on the show. Check it out. Let's hope he gets the dub. And then solid flyweight bout here with Amanda Hibas and uh, Viviani Adarujo. We're going to start with uh, Derek Brunson versus Drakus Duplessis. Um, Duplessis coming off a, a beatdown of Darren Till. That broke my heart. Um, you know, I think it's time to talk about it. Darren Till has since been released from the UFC. Uh, Mr. Till asked for it. I, I think that's. A, I think it's a good thing for him, Jared. Yeah, absolutely. You know, coming off of, you know, how long was that break? Coming off of a huge break, um, taking some time off, and then coming in and just – looked flat you know didn't go his way uh drake is up and coming you know uh he's 4-0 in the ufc um you know he submitted darren till unanimous decision over brad tavares tko over traven giles um you know it, it was a tough opponent to come back to you know did not go his way at all didn't look like the training with hamzat was going where anyone thought it was going to be uh, looked a little bit flat on the mat, even though he did get a takedown or two against Duplessis. Um, it just, it is, I, I agree with you, it's good for him to step away for a little bit more. Yeah, um, they're still cool, according to Darren Till, so, you know, he'll probably be back. But this is the fight at hand. Derek Brunson has a long way off for this guy, too. He mm-hmm. took about a year, a little over a year off since the yeah. Cannoneer fight, and you can't blame him. He, he got he got pretty, he got wrecked pretty badly. Um, and, you know, Henry Hooft had to throw in the towel, which you don't see as often as you should, in my opinion. But, you know, props to this team. But this is a great test for Duplessis and a great chance for Brunson to get back into it. It'll be an yeah. interesting grappling match for sure. But I think on the feet, Duplessis probably has a little bit, a little bit of better skill. 
but yeah. he, they, they both can contend with each other's strengths. I think that's the solid way to put this matchup. Absolutely. I think out of the three main ones, I think uh, Duplessis' weakness, if any, is wrestling. I mean, uh, Till did get a takedown or two on him. Brunson has had 23 takedowns in his last six fights um, from what I was seeing. So, you know, if Brunson goes out and tries to exploit that, I don't necessarily know if that will be a difference maker because I think uh, Duplessis is so much better at grappling than him. But, you know, I agree with you. This is a big chance for Brunson to come back. We don't know what the chin's going to be like coming off of a knockout. You never know how. And any- at 40, pretty much. Yeah. 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 The age age is a big factor. Almost 10 years or a little bit, 10 years on older than Duplessis. So who knows how Derek Brunson's going to show up? You know, if it's, if it's him at the height of his career or for, if he's fighting like he did four or five years ago, like – um, has a little bit more power. This could go a completely different way than what I think it's going to go. You know, I, I do yeah. think Duplessis gets it done. Uh, I think he gets it done by KL, honestly. Yeah, I think Duplessis gets it done. I'm going by submission. Uh, I think it, we both agree he'll finish the fight, but Derek yeah. Brunson, man, he, he always finds a way to get some work done. But Make it interesting. Yeah, exactly. Cody Garbrandt versus Trevin, Trevin Jones. Trevin Jones is a beast, man. But Cody Garbrandt, the best fighter ever is him when he beat Dominic Cruz. There's no better fighter to ever live. That is the best fighter to ever live, Cody Garbrandt, when he beat Dominic Cruz. However, he has been on a horrible skin. His only win in the past five or six, I believe, is Rafael Asuncao when he knocked him out cold. But, yeah. you know, he's really only lost to the best. Um, Dillashaw twice, uh, Rob Font. Kai uh, Car France. Um, he's lost to the best, but Trevin Jones is a dog, man. I know the yeah. record doesn't show it, but he, he he's a dog. Uh, I do think Cody Garbrandt can get it done, but I need to see him use his wrestling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I definitely think this is a type of fight where Cody cannot go out and try and get the finish necessarily because I think once he tries to get that knockout, he opens himself up, like we've seen, to get put out, you know, and I think. Even though we haven't seen it, he only has three knockouts in 22 career fights. Um, He's never gotten KO'd. So I don't think that this is an opportunity for Cody to go out and swing. I think this is a this is a fight where Cody has to take it to the judges, you know, go out, score points, fight a smart fight, you know, and get this done by a scorecard just to get his, you know, balance back, get his feet under him again. Yeah, Cody Carbrandt can't. He can't afford to swing and bang in this fight. I'm gonna go Cody by decision. I, I hope I really hope he gets it done. Yeah. I I, I agree with you. I and, have a feeling that he should go for the decision, even though I don't necessarily want to see that. But I just want Cody to go out and have a good fight, you know. If Cody loses, he should seriously consider putting the gloves in the octagon after the fight. Because there it's it's getting bad at this point. This is a good matchup for him, and if he doesn't get this, then at that point, hundred percent agree. You know, I'm gonna let you take this one away. Bo Nickel versus Jamie Pickett. Uh, Bo Nickel by whatever he wants. No, I'm just kidding. I, this, <laughs> is, this, is a good, this is a good fight for him uh, to kick things off. You know, Jamie Pickett, uh, two and four in the UFC. Thirty eight percent of his losses are by submission. The other thirty eight by um, decision has a couple knockout losses, but, you know, 
Bone Nichols, one of the best, uh, by far one of the best um, prospects, up and comers that the UFC has seen in a while, if not ever. The best wrestler to ever step in the octagon. That's including, that's including Habib, Daniel Cormier, anywhere else, anyone else you want to say. Bo Nickel is that guy. Could have been a world champ, world medalist if he stuck with wrestling for a couple more years. Decided to go get the big bucks on the UFC. He's getting a fast track to stardom. 100%. I think he gets it started this weekend. Uh, I'm going to say Bo Nickel by submission. I'm going to go Bo Nickel by submission too. Although Bo Nickel's probably like a blue belt or something like that. I, when you have that wrestling, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> right. You know how to pin people right. and put them in a position where you want. That's yeah. that's the thing about wrestlers, man. It's You know, you see these – I think you could, you could probably attest to this, Jared. But jiu-jitsu guys, yeah, they're great, like a Damian Maya. But if you pair, like, jiu-jitsu up with a really good wrestler, you know how to put people where you want them. Like yeah. Ben Askren. He's, yeah. he's a world jiu-jitsu champion. But he's a wrestler too. And I think that probably helped him. I don't know. Maybe you can attest to that, but I think that's just my thought. It does absolutely because it, it, it takes people so long who are just solely jujitsu to get that comfortable on their feet, taking shots instead of just pulling guard and getting comfortable in those situations where you see these. Uh, I, I don't want to say like like higher tier belt guys who go in and they're like, well, they're fighting a lower guy, but it turns out this guy's been a wrestler his whole life. It makes a lot of positions completely obsolete where these wrestlers are completely different conditioned in different muscle groups, have different power in different muscle groups that any other sport uses. You know, I take the conditioning of a wrestler over the conditioning of any other mixed martial artist. And I, obviously I am biased, but I just, I feel that way. Wrestling works every single muscle group, works your conditioning in a completely different way than what even jujitsu does, you know? So I, I think, especially with this high tier of a wrestler, Coming into the UFC, I've been a Bone Nickel fan since I was little, and I think he gets it done this weekend. Yeah, for sure, I hundred percent agree. Ooh, I am, I am amped for this one too, man. I love Matosh Gamrot. He's one of my favorite fighters. He's going up against Jalen Turner, who's a, who's a savage in his own right. Uh, this is so, this is so interesting because Jalen Turner provides so many problems. Yeah, with length. But if Matouche Gamera gets to the ground, I I could the only thing I could see Jalen Turner doing on the ground is maybe a triangle because of his length. But Matouche yeah. Gamera is that dude, in my opinion. Yeah, Gamera's one of the best offensive wrestlers in the UFC. Jalen Turner's been on a tear since his only loss in the UFC, or his last loss in the UFC, which was to Matt Provola, which is uh, Provola's a wild card, man. <laughs> you don't know what's gonna happen with that dude. He's like Michael Johnson. He's you got to like, tune in to Matt Favola, guys. I don't care what you say. He's not yeah. the greatest, no, but you never know what's going to happen. He knocked out Atman Azaito. I didn't expect yeah. that to happen. No, neither of us did. Um, <laughs> but since that last loss to Favola, Jalen Turner has finished every single one of his opponents inside of two rounds. Now, Matois Gamrot is a completely different animal, though. Um, I, I do see him getting this done by decision. Yeah, I mean, you look at all these young lightweights, like, I mean, Jalen Turner included, man, but he he's going to have to move up to welterweight at some point. I can't see him at 6'3", staying down here for that long. But you look at Sarukian, uh, love uh, the other younger guys. Yeah. They're coming. Yeah. And guys, I encourage you, if you haven't watched Gamrot versus Sarukian, watch it. It is the best grappling fight I've ever seen, probably, when it comes to MMA. It is awesome. 
But I'm going to go Batash Gamera uh, by submission here. Um, but Jalen Turner is a beast, man. I wouldn't count him out. Yeah, absolutely. Woo. Yeah, you know, I say I'm so excited for all these fights because I am, but this, this is the hardcore's main event, in my opinion. Jeff Neal versus Shavkat Rachmanov. I am on the Shavkat hype train through and through. This guy will be champ. You heard it here. I've probably said it before, but he has everything. The wrestling, the striking, the jiu-jitsu. He has everything. Jeff Neal probably has some of the best hands in the welterweight division, but you can't throw hands when you're on the ground. That's how I look at it. Throwing hands, check it out. Great podcast. But that's just my opinion. What's your thoughts on this? This is a great matchup. It is. And I absolutely agree with you. I think um, Jeff Neal said earlier this week that he feels overlooked. Well, there's a reason you're overlooked whenever your opponent's Shavkat Rachmanov. You know, uh, uh, me and you both agreed with this on the, what was it, the up-and-comers episode at the beginning of the year or uh something like that i know prospects. yeah best, our best prospects episode um he was on both of our lists he was a guy who we both and he's one of the most prolific up-and-comers in the ufc by even uh like common uh fans you know even by uh new fans knowledge he's he's gonna be around for a while i agree with you he's gonna be a champ I think he gets this done by submission. Yeah, I think Shopcott subs him in the second round. Um, I mean, I, I'm a Jeff Neal fan. I think he's really yeah. good. However, Shopcott's <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Shopcott Rockman, uh, you know, you know, people talk about Hamzat all the time when it comes to prospects. I, I think he's better. Yeah. I, especially when it comes to striking, wheel kicks, he, he, he throws anything. I mean, yeah. he subbed Neil Magny like it was nothing. It was and Neil Magny's a very solid grappler. Um, okay, I don't know how much time we're going to spend on this, but Valentina Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso. Uh, I've seen Grasso live after she subbed uh, Joanne Wood. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, so she holds a special place in my heart because of uh, UFC Columbus about a year ago. However, Shevchenko is her she is so good she, she can win this fight however she wants in my opinion Alexa Grasso's best chance is to keep it standing yeah. with her boxing but Shevchenko might be better than her probably is better than her at boxing I hate to say it but she's so good bro you, you, you say what you need to say she, I, I completely agree with you I, I agree with you on not even having to spend too much time on this I think this is it's crazy to me the odds coming out, how um, how much Bo Nickel is favored and, you know, how much Valentina is favored. It, for as good as a fight card it is, it's a very polarizing fight card. A lot of them have really big odds. It's just they have good opponents too. But um, I agree with you. Valentina gets it done by however she wants. And I just have a feeling it's going to end in a KO. It's just yeah. my I think I think Shevchenko finishes her however she wants. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't matter. I love Shevchenko. Whatever opens up, whatever opens up first. You, yeah, it's kind of like that. Like Shevchenko's too quick of a striker and too straight of a striker. I Grasso's a very solid fighter. Don't get me wrong, but she's not. She if Shevchenko she she sticks her jab out there, she's winning the fight. Uh, Grasso's gonna have to ha- might have to take it to the ground. I don't know, bro. It's yeah. Shevchenko's just a matchup prompt for everyone. That's. But oh, oh my gosh, John Jones versus the real gone. 
for the heavyweight title of the world. Surreal gone. One of the best heavyweight, uh, young heavyweights we have, right? If not the best. He and Tom Aspinall will fight for a title sometime in the future. I don't know when, but it will happen. Gone is 32 years old. He, you know, kickbox, uh, Muay Thai world champion. There's a ton of them, but he got one of the belts. Um, one of the most gifted, outside of Cain Velasquez, maybe, probably the most gifted heavyweight athlete of all time when it comes to pure athleticism. I mean, look up some uh, surreal gone uh, dunks. You'll know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. They're, they're insane. He could, he, Jared, I think you could agree with me. He could have played any sport he wanted professionally. Oh, absolutely. Both oh. of these guys. Both yeah. of these guys. I, I heard something how John said he wasn't a wasn't a good football player. And if you guys don't know, his brother's in the NFL. Jalen um, Jones. Yeah, like, of course you're going to think you're not as good whenever your brother's in the NFL. But uh, these guys are freak athletes, both of them. It's going to be a crazy, crazy fight to watch. And, and we're not going to talk about Jones himself too much because you guys, if you want to hear that, go to the video we just posted yesterday. Great video. Went over John Jones' whole UFC career. It was a good one. Um, but John Jones, someone put this perfectly, Jarrett, and I think you'll probably agree with me. It was, you know, John Jones might not be able to beat your best attribute, but you know damn well he's going to beat your weaknesses. Yeah. That's, and that is a perfect way to describe him. Yeah. He's, he's probably the best wrestler uh, – in, he might be the best wrestler in UFC history uh, when it comes to MMA wrestling. DC, Askren, you know, yeah. outside of that. But when it comes to MMA wrestling, John Jones might be the best. Yeah. You know, he's not the best kickboxer, but he can, be, he can stand with you. He can do yeah. all these things. This It's just, it, it just attests to his fight IQ. And that's what everyone, everyone gets on. Both of us got on it yesterday. He's got probably the best fighting IQ in the history of the UFC. That's why he's able to put all of these martial arts together and become this pinnacle fighter that we've, that we've seen in the UFC for how, however many years. I think he keeps it up too. I just don't see it going another way this weekend. Here's how, here's how I can see Gon winning. He's going to have to catch him. Um, there's, there's no, I don't think he's going to be John in the decision because John will eat, just eat you, eat you up in over the course of five rounds, especially a motivated John Jones. Yeah. Um, he's got to catch him within the first two rounds, I think. And yeah. once he gets to the third, God might get tired. Although he did look very good against Tui Vasa. I got to give him that. But when Jones is going to hang on you, drag you down, get you tired, Jones won't finish it in the first round. I don't think he could. I'm not saying that's not going to happen. But when it comes to second and third round, Jones might just dog him. And just his mentality is so different coming into this week. I don't. And for those of you dogging on his physique, stop it. He's a heavyweight. And go look at his Instagram story because that dude is, he wasn't flexing. He has a six pack. Stop. But he's, he's just on another level. And, you know, he has fat to get energy from throughout the fight. He doesn't have to weight cut. He doesn't have to do all these things. So his chin might be better. His cardio might be better. There's so many different aspects of this fight where John Jones can beat Cyril God. Kickboxing, uh, I wouldn't recommend kickboxing with God, but no. when it comes to I, wrestling, jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I did see something earlier today, though, that um, Gon's having some hand problems. I think I saw that. I think he... 
how I think he had a hand surgery because you could see the scar going right down the middle of his hand. I think, you know, I mean, all these guys are probably going to get some form of arthritis in their hands or something like that from punching so much. Yeah. Or knees, you know, when it comes to wrestling, stuff like that. So, you know, that their hands are going to look messed up probably. I, I think. Another thing that I think is funny is like people are saying like how his physique is it like he's losing that physical uh, advantage. He still has a reach advantage in both le- both arms and legs. Like come on, forty five inch legs. His legs are almost four feet tall. <laughs> that is insane. This is this is but this is the most intriguing heavyweight matchup ever in my opinion. It's going to be so technical. What John Jones does have to look out for is those ankle locks because uh, he likes to throw them. Uh, Cyril Gon likes to throw them. I think he got Dante Mays and one other dude with him in the UFC. Um, but John, John's just – I don't think there's any amount of takedown defense you can prepare for John Jones, a, a grappler of that level. And he yeah. was taken down by Gaston Ganu. I'm sorry. I'm. That's what I was going to bring up. I don't see that. I know it sounds like we're 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 bowing on our getting on our knees and praising John Jones. It's hard not to. Gone yes. is phenomenal. I think when John Jones is gone, and maybe I'll be proven wrong Saturday. I'm not I'm not counting Surreal Gone out like some people are. But when John Jones is gone, Surreal Gone will probably be the champ. There's zero doubt in my mind that you will ever be, that he won't be the champ. I think he will be the champ. However, this is John Jones time, baby. Jared, we're going to predictions. What do you got? I got John Jones by submission. I got John Jones by submission in the second round. Ah! I can't wait. <coughs> Excuse me. Ah, I've talked so much today. That's what happens. Um, <laughs> let's head to some news. Um, okay, Knuckle Mania, baby. Uh, <laughs> Mike Perry and Luke Rockhold are fighting. And <laughs> Eddie Alvarez and Chad Mendes are fighting. At BKFC, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. That's, that's gonna be wild, bro. Um, some Olympic wrestler just joined Bellator. Um, um, his name's uh Jordan Oliver. Yes, was, that's who it was. Uh, All American or NCAA champ for uh, Oklahoma State. Wrestled out of Bethlehem Catholic in Pennsylvania. He's a Pennsylvania guy. He's an animal. Um. I hope I hope he does really good in Bellator. You know, we just saw um, Pat Downey uh, get rocked in Bellator, so that kind of took back a little bit on that pure wrestlers coming into MMA hype. But um, Jordan Oliver is a different type of guy to me personally. I think he's got the um, mentality to really succeed in MMA. I'm a big Jordan Oliver fan. I always have been. Yeah, I mean, you got to feel for Jordan Oliver, though. You know, when he did the Olympic trials, um, he, you know, did his thing. And then I'm pretty sure, wasn't it with wrestling, like they had to do it again? For? For Olympic trials, like when it got canceled because of COVID. Oh, so his weight didn't qualify. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the way Olympic wrestling works is each weight class has to have a certain amount of points to qualify for the Olympics. It's really, it. pardon my French, it's a really shitty system, and it screws out a lot of, a lot of amazing wrestlers from getting to wrestle in the Olympics. 
Um, and, and right there's Jordan Oliver, you know, and he, he was able to compete in one of the toughest weights that we've had, you know, he's been wrestling for the last couple of years on the international level, Zane Rutherford and Yanni Diak Mahalis, Zane Rutherford, three-time, three-time national champion from Penn state, multiple time Hodge trophy winner, Yanni Diak Mahalis going for his fourth national title this year. Like he's wrestling the best of the best and he just got the short end of the stick, you know, last Olympic run. But. Yeah. So, you know, I, I can't wait to see a high-level wrestler like him get into it. Um, uh, Walt Harris says he finishes uh, – John Jones finishes gone in two rounds. Um, let's see. Um, it's, it's It's been somewhat quiet. There haven't been any big pay-per-view announcements. Um, no, not really. Eddie Alvarez talked about uh, Connor for a bit. Um, and he thinks – What's his face? Uh, he thinks he thinks he kind of will beat Chandler. I think so too. I think those straight shots are going to kill Chandler. Yeah. Oh, we got to talk about this. Uh, Jake Paul got whooped on Saturday. Oh, on oh, Sunday, yeah. rather. We never talked about it. See, yeah. he, oh, it was a split decision. Stop it. It was not a split decision. Tommy yeah. Fury was just poking his jab out there the whole fight, rock, knocking his head back. He rocked it with jabs, man. I don't – I think if Tommy Fury really just – if it was a 12-round fight, he would have gotten him out of there. No yeah. question. Now, it's, I respect Jake Paul. He stood in there. He landed a couple good shots. He got a knockdown in the eighth. Uh, it, it was a knockdown, guys. Um, it, yeah, it was. But it um, looked a little off. But was... That ref sucked. He was getting way too involved in that whole fight. It was terrible. Now, I hate clinching with a passion. He should have just stopped it, took one away points immediately, and then just not done anything about it. I couldn't stand him. He wanted to be the star of the show. Like, dude, they're, they're, they fought less than 10 times professionally. Just let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I got I to respect Jake Paul, but I think Tommy Fury absolutely wipes him in the rematch. Yeah, I, I would hope so, too. No doubt in my mind. Um that's what happens when you fight a boxer. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> um, that's really all I got, man. You got any final thoughts on this card before we bounce? Just looking forward to it, man. Just oh, really, I, really looking forward to it. Uh, I am too. All right. So that'll do it for this episode. Um, Jarrett and I will be back for a review of this card. Um, but this is the biggest card. John Jones is back, people. Um Watch the press. Well, well, watch the press conference. Yeah, watch the uh, the ceremonial weigh-ins tonight. If you're in Vegas, go to them. Ceremonial weigh-ins are fun. I've been to been to uh, the Columbus ones. But guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you later.